Well, hello there, Dr. Nicole here. I am thrilled to share something incredible with you today. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. A few of my favorite titles are The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Get Informed Pregnancy Plus right now for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. Again, that's informedpregnancy.tv. Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician approved skin protectant, free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or Walmart.com. Is it safe to drink caffeine in a pregnancy? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. If you're having a baby in the hospital, you are giving birth in a system that too often takes away power from women over what happens in their own bodies. I'm Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a practicing board-certified OBGYN who's had the privilege of helping well over a thousand babies into this world. I've been a doctor for over 20 years, and I'm here to help you take back your power, advocate for yourself, and have the beautiful pregnancy and birth that you deserve. This podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not a substitute for medical advice. Check out the full disclaimer at drnicolerankins.com forward slash disclaimer. Now let's get to it. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Whether you are a new listener or you've been here before, I'm so grateful you're spending some time with me today. So we're going to chat about the safety of caffeine and pregnancy. But before we get into that, I want to check in and see if you've made your birth plan yet. If you haven't, you definitely should. And I have a great class to help you called Make a Birth Plan the Right Way. The typical way that people make birth plans, filling out one of those templates or forms and taking it to the hospital 
during labor is completely ineffective. It does not work to help you have the birth that you want. Trust me, I know. I've been doing this for over 20 years. In my free class, Make a Birth Plan the Right Way, I teach you a step-by-step process, the questions to ask during your prenatal visit so you make a birth plan that really is going to work to help you have the birth that you want. Folks, love this class. You can check it out at drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan. Okay, let's talk about caffeine and pregnancy. So the first thing I want to say is that the data is really mixed on this and the quality of the data surrounding caffeine and pregnancy is actually kind of poor. It's considered poor on the scale of research studies. And I say that just so you know the type of information that's being used to come to the recommendations. It's also a challenging thing to study for a number of reasons. I'm going to share with you a few. One is that most of the time these studies are a retrospective assessment of caffeine intake, meaning they're asking people, hey, after the fact, right, after pregnancy, how much caffeine did you take in during your pregnancy? Or it's even like, how much caffeine did you take in last week? It's not like a real-time assessment of caffeine intake. And that's subject to something called recall bias, where people may not accurately recall how much caffeine that they took in. It's also difficult to estimate how much caffeine people are consuming for a number of reasons. It's challenging because there's a wide variation of caffeine content in beverages, and there are also big differences in serving sizes. The amount of caffeine in any particular beverage can vary if it's coffee versus tea versus chocolate versus a soda versus an energy drink. Also, the portion sizes may vary. A typical cup is considered 100 milligrams of caffeine, but looking at analyzing caffeine content of different coffees from various coffee shops, it really varied from 72 milligrams of caffeine to 130 milligrams of caffeine per cup. So it really can be challenging. Also, depending on how the coffee or the tea is brewed, can influence the amount of caffeine as well as the brand of the product that can influence the amount of caffeine as well. So it can be challenging to estimate. And the final thing that I'll mention is that these studies typically do not account for the fact that we each actually metabolize caffeine in a different way. Some people may be slow metabolizers of caffeine, meaning that caffeine is gonna hang around in their blood a bit longer. Some people may metabolize it faster. And these studies really just don't take that into account. So it's a challenging thing to really look at. Now, with that being said, let me give you the information that we do have in our best recommendation about consuming caffeine during pregnancy. The first thing I want to say about this is that caffeine most definitely crosses the placenta. Okay, so I do want you to know that. And caffeine can be found in amniotic fluid. It can also be found in fetal blood. All right, so it will get into the amniotic fluid, will get into the fetal bloodstream. And the other thing to know is that pregnancy slows down the ability to metabolize caffeine the further along you get in pregnancy. So as you progress during pregnancy, your caffeine metabolism will slow down and it'll take longer for you to metabolize or break down that caffeine in your bloodstream. Okay, so it'll hang around longer, so just know that. So looking at the data, the studies that we have, the big picture is that higher levels of maternal caffeine consumption, that's above 300 milligrams per day, that would be around three cups of coffee per day, have generally been associated with adverse reproductive outcomes, okay? 
Did you know that 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s? Enter Ritual, their prenatal contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3 DHA in every serving. One of the reasons I like Ritual is that it's a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. In addition to those omega-3 DHAs to support baby's brain development, Ritual also has choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. And the capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Nicole for 25% off. So higher levels above 300, more than three cups a day have been associated with adverse outcomes. Now, earlier studies suggested that lower levels of caffeine really had little or no impact, but some newer studies have produced conflicting results, including a couple that have shown some potential for harm, all right? So the data on lower levels of caffeine is a little bit mixed. Now, when we look at specific things, so when we look at fertility, at typical levels of caffeine intake, and typical level is considered up to 300 milligrams per day from all sources, so that would be coffee, that would be soda, that would be energy drinks, that would be tea, chocolate, all of that. There doesn't appear to be an association between caffeine consumption and your ability to get pregnant, all right? So those lower levels under 300, doesn't seem to cause any issues. When we look at pregnancy outcomes at typical levels of caffeine intake, and that's considered up to 300 milligrams per day, again, from all sources, there doesn't appear to be a convincing association between caffeine consumption and adverse outcomes, okay? The data is a little bit mixed, but overall, there does not appear to be an association between congenital anomalies, between miscarriage, between fetal growth restriction, where the baby's not growing as well, and preterm birth, all right? There does not appear to be an association if you drink caffeine up to 300 milligrams per day or take in caffeine up to 300 milligrams per day. Interestingly, Drinking caffeine around the time you get pregnant and during pregnancy in moderate amounts can actually decrease the chances of developing gestational diabetes. I learned that actually drinking coffee outside of pregnancy can actually reduce your chances of developing diabetes. I was not aware of that. And then another study also showed that there was some protection between drinking moderate amounts of coffee and preeclampsia, interestingly enough. And then finally, when we look at childhood outcomes, if mom is a heavy, heavy drinker, like if you drink a lot of coffee, then it can result in neonatal withdrawal, but it does not affect IQ. And although the data is a bit conflicting, there are some large studies that have shown an increased risk of high weight gain and elevate, elevated BMI if mom drinks a lot of coffee. Also, shorter height, if mom drinks a lot of coffee and what's considered overactive behavior. So kind of like behavioral problems if mom drinks a lot of coffee. So the final result, when we look at all the data, look at everything, this is what ACOG recommends, is that yes, 
you can consume caffeine in pregnancy. Yes, but you want to limit it. And actually this is the recommendation for if you are trying to get pregnant, if you are pregnant or if you are breastfeeding, you wanna limit that caffeine consumption to less than 200 to 300 milligrams per day. That is about two to three cups of coffee per day. That's what I personally did during pregnancy. I am a very regular coffee drinker and I did not stop during either of my pregnancies. I drank roughly two cups of coffee per day. This is just my own personal experience, not science. Both of my children turned out fine. We didn't have any issues. Although my first one did have a rare intestinal malformation and also was a preterm baby. I don't think that was associated with caffeine intake, but I just say that in full disclosure about my own experience of drinking coffee. So that's the recommendation to limit it to 200 to 300 milligrams per day. Again, a cup of coffee is gonna be about 100 to 150. Tea, eight ounce cup of tea is gonna be about 50 milligrams. A 12 ounce soda is about 40 milligrams. If you want to know the caffeine content of a beverage, there's a website called Center for Science in the Public Interest. I will link it up in the show notes. The website is www.cspinet.org forward slash caffeine hyphen chart. That's a lot to remember. So you can grab the link in the show notes and it lists the caffeine content of a whole lot of beverages, like pretty much anything you can think of. Okay, so there you have it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and do check out my free birth plan class make a birth plan the right way you will love it it's going to give you some great information to help set you up for a successful beautiful birth you can sign up for that class at drnicolerankins.com forward slash birth plan so that's it for this episode do come on back next week and remember that you deserve a beautiful pregnancy and birth